You're listening to the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast with Cliff Ravenscraft and Father Roderick. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I'm Father Roderick. And of course, this production is inspired by the hit television show, The Biggest Loser, aired in many countries around the world. And the reason why we're here this week and every week is to provide education, encouragement, inspiration, uh, all around the idea of living a more balanced, healthy lifestyle, even and even especially if you've never seen a single episode of the TV show itself. Now, Father Roderick, I want to just tell you that this week is going to be a fun week for you and I. <laughs> and I will tell you, the, the reason why is because I, I understand that you're tired this morning and I am halfway here myself. And oh. I have had a week like no other week before, uh, helping out, doing some other commitments and, and basically uh, working on very little sleep. And the hours where I have been working have been filled with major stress, and it has definitely affected my balanced life for sure. I can imagine that, and and uh, that's probably going to be a good a good um, time to learn again how much your lifestyle and your day to day you know amount of stress is impacting your health and your balance, and perhaps even your weight loss. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not looking forward to getting on the scale Monday morning. Ooh. Well, you still have the weekend, right? I, I, I understood that you are now using the weekend as the last chance workout time. I yeah. love that. Idea. Yeah, that's exactly right. I, I had ever since I started my weight loss journey and more, not necessarily my weight loss journey, but my lifestyle change back in May, my, my weigh in day had always been on Monday which does allow me to, you know, I, my weekend schedule is a whole lot more free than my work week. And so I had always been using the weekend as to, you know, that extra effort to really catch up any days that I've kind of missed. And f for some crazy reason, I decided to take my wife's um, invitation to change my weigh-in day until Friday. And, uh, and I will tell you, it, it is very difficult to, in my mind to process that change because Monday for me is a start of a new week. And so if I didn't do hot last week, at least I start a whole new week uh, exactly that week. And of course, knowing that Monday's coming, it's it's that weekend. It's like, oh, but I can still do this. So if I what I found is that if I didn't get great results on Friday, my drive to do something during the weekend was very low. Exactly. It will just uh, be another excuse to completely be a slacker and eat stuff and lay down on the couch all weekend long. And I, I would I would definitely recommend that this could be even be uh, my tip, at least for this week, is if you weigh don't weigh yourself every day because you you will get crazy because your weight will you know go up and down and there are lots of um, different factors that that will affect your your weight loss or gain on a day to day basis. If you weigh just once a week, you will see different. I mean, that will be a, a much better way to keep track of, of your progress of or the lack thereof. And if you do it, do it on Monday because you're totally right. It, Monday is always that's that's the new week. It's it it carries promise and. And both a bad way in and a positive way in can motivate you because if, if it didn't work last week, at least you're, it's Monday. So you can start again. You know, there's a new week, a new chance. And 
if you did lose a lot of weight, well, then it's even more encouraging to do the same or even better this week. So I would definitely put that on Monday. Absolutely. Well, you know what? It is time for us to discuss what happened in the most recent episode of The Biggest Loser. All right, so Father Roderick, you and I have finally both had the opportunity to listen or to view, I should say, this episode of The Biggest Loser. What was your initial reaction? Well, my initial reaction was, ah, finally I get to see what happened because past weeks we've been working hard to get the show out as fast as possible after the show airs. Um, but I'm in the Netherlands, so I don't, I can't watch it on TV. I have to wait until the episode arrives in iTunes. And for some reason this past week, it took a couple of days for it to arrive. So we couldn't record this earlier than, than this Saturday. So I was... Oh, almost forgetting, you know, what was going on and who was eliminated last time. And so it was great to have uh, a recap of what happened before and 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 to finally get to see what happens uh, this week. And it was quite a, an interesting week because um, it had a lot to do, I think, with a problem that, that we all recognize. And that is how can you, how can you make that, that paradigm shift in your life? How can you get from the old you to the new you. And that is not, I'm, I'm not talking about how can you go from, you know, weighing a, a lot to weighing a little bit less, but more, you know, how can you change your mentality? And, and oftentimes there is this kind of defining moment where you make the decision to change. And a couple of the contestants this, this week were pushed to that moment and had to make a choice. You know, am I going to stay the old victim, the old, you know, always complaining me, always finding excuses, or am I going to take responsibility and do I dare to become a new me? And, and that's what I loved about this episode. But of course, uh, at the beginning of the show, you have no idea what's going to happen. And it started off with um, actually a, a, a pretty standard biggest loser uh element which is you know a challenge a pop challenge and uh the the prize would be that if 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 someone won that challenge or a team won that challenge they could decide um who was going to face off who so th there is a um, this week the contestants and this was this was similar uh last season uh this week a blue team member gets paired up with a black team member and they have to compete and try to lose as much as possible. And then the, the team that, that has the most points in, during the weigh-in will, uh, well, will stay and the other team will go into elimination. So it's, it's very important. And of course, it creates this interesting you know, personal tension between and rivalry between these, these teammates. And so the, the pop challenge uh, was, <laughs> was very simple. They had to run back and forth uh, under a bar and then touch a sensor on both sides of the bar, but they had to do it 500 times, which, wow. you know, in the hot Californian weather, not probably an easy thing to do. Well, in the hot California weather, but I'll I tell you what really got me looking at that is having to duck under that bar. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, sitting from the comfort of my couch, uh, it, it is very tempting to think, what in the world? I mean, how easy could this be? But I happen to know bending over and then getting back up. Years ago, I used to, uh, it, back when I just got out of high school, I made some money during the summer installing hardwood floors, which is bending over all day long to nail in these hardwood floors. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you, bending over is not an easy task, especially when you're going up and down, up and down. And so I was actually, I, I was physically exhausted watching the show this week. 
uh, this week from the <laughs> from the comfort of my couch. <laughs> yeah, it was tough, especially on on the heavier contestants because you know most of your weight is above the midline, as it were. So if you bend over, you got to compensate with your legs and your buttocks and everything to to stay, you know, to keep your balance, and that m- must add to the uh, to the exhaustion and uh, but they they both the teams did a did a great job i thought and the blue team won the challenge and the blue team um tracy is part of the blue team so that's yeah. always i'm a, a little bit oh no come on i have one uh, more i have one more thought on on this uh challenge just for our for our own use here and our own benefit is we've talked several times and and, and if you guys don't mind we'll continue to remind you of this every week is that you don't have to have a membership to a gym to get some very awesome workouts in and and something as you saw in this first challenge uh you know putting some kind of obstacle that you have to bend down and and some kind of challenge to go back and forth something like that that can provide you a very healthy workout good point you could you could actually set this up in your own living room if you have a little bit of space in your living room you could you could put something in the middle that you have to climb over or jump over for instance and then you just do a contest with yourself and try to 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 you know tap one wall and then the the wall at the other end of your of your room um you know 500 times and try to improve the your 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 racing time every every week i mean that could be great workout or and and, and especially for those of you where you have a family i'm imagining like myself this would be an excellent kind of challenge a fun challenge to do even with my own family you know mom mom and dad versus the kids where the kids obviously have the advantage in this one Mm -hmm. (laughs) just make sure that everything that can break is out of the way (laughs) maybe the backyard would be better that is probably a good idea. Yeah, we don't want any complaints from people who who just broke their TV because uh, one of the kids <laughs> bumped into it during the challenge. Right. So the blue team wins, and uh, they get to choose their opponents. And um, well, they pair up. Uh, Rebecca pairs up with Amanda. They were former teammates, which surprised me. They were both the pink team, um, but Rebecca has slightly better stats than Amanda. So I, I think that she she just thought. This is, you know, I, I, I probably have a uh, higher percentage, you know, overall. So I'll, I'll win this. Tracy, uh, crazy Tracy, as she is named by other contestants, uh, matches up with Abby. Abby was the woman who lost her whole family. Um, they've got very similar stats. So that's pretty much evened out. And then two big guys, Alan and Danny, uh, pair up. Um, and, and so Danny's not Daniel. Daniel is the is the guy who came back from previous season, but Danny is here facing uh, off with uh, with Alan. Um, Danny, however, was and still is the fastest loser. I mean, he he is much heavier than Alan. He's lost incre- an incredible amount of weight already. However, if you look at the percentages, and, and that is always, I think, much more telling than the actual weight loss because some people are just bigger, so you lose more weight, even if you have the same exercise regime. Uh, but their percentage of weight loss is very similar. So um, I think that's a pretty even couple as well. And then Rudy uh, challenges Shay. Shay was the biggest girl. However, Rudy has launched lost uh, consistently a much higher percentage of his weight loss. And so Rudy has a much more chance, I think, to, to win this. And then Liz uh, chooses Daniel. Um, and Liz has Liz is the oldest contestant, I think. Um, she's the one who vowed to eliminate Tracy. You know, yes. she's 
got this this secret quest to get rid of Tracy. Uh, but she chose Daniel. And, and then that seemed to be almost like a... Not not really her choice. It, he was the only guy left. And Daniel has been really performing really well, uh, not just this season, but also last season. It was only last week that he kind of underperformed. Um, so it's, it's still, you know, Daniel's a lot younger, so he can put much more intensity in his workout. Uh, so it, it appears that Liz is going to lose this. Um, but We'll uh, we'll have to wait and see if that really happens. Right. And then once once those teams are are formed, we go over to the next segment. Exactly. Now, one of the things I do want to say about Liz, and of course, this has nothing to do with the uh, you know the well balanced and training and educational aspect of our show. Although, since we are talking about the recap of the episode, I want to just say I I am personally rooting for Liz to go home now. And then, why would that be? Because she's so so vicious? No, no. I am I am I am rooting for Liz to go home because she really, really upset me two weeks ago. She she vowed that Tracy shall go home. And she mm-hmm. went the whole episode. It, there is everything about oh, I, I'm going to send her home this week. They hugged each other. I don't even I don't know if it was a high five or a double high five, but it was it drove me crazy. And I'm like, by golly, she needs to go home. And now all of a sudden you're best friends. I want you to go home now. And it's like, OK, so that I totally am sucked into the drama of this thing. However, it's what she said she would do. She would say, I'm, I'm going to make Tracy feel that I am her best friend and then I'm going to stab her in the back. I mean, it's just part of her plan. Oh, okay. So it's you evil. think it's evil. Ah, okay, okay. Well, I, think it, I think it's a strategy that she's playing here, but we'll see. We'll see. Well, if she, if she is, then she fooled me, so. <laughs> anyway, no, and, and I just want to point out that that is not a healthy perspective of mine to be sharing an attitude. That's not the attitude that I, I personally believe I ought to have. But when, oh, it, well. when <laughs> you know, I'm not perfect. So there we go. Oh, these reality shows just force you into into watching it like that. And you take you pick your favorite players and you never see a, a totally honest picture of these contestants. I mean, this is storytelling. So they pick and choose and they have certain roles and they're some some person has to be the bad person. And in this case, it's Tracy. And uh, you've got some some people, some contestants that are only shown in a very positive light. You never see them struggle with the trainers and they might, but we don't see it because the people that make the TV show already know that, you know, these people are going to be the heroes. They're going to probably last until the end. So you want to create a connection uh, with, with the viewer. So always keep that in mind. What we're seeing is orchestrated reality. It, it and so never just think that that the reality is actually what what we see. Now so we got we got to give them some credit to these these players. Absolutely, absolutely. So one of the things that happened next in the uh, episode is we went to immediately into the workout. The different teams went to different places to work out, and I was really excited to see Bob take his team to the pool. It's the first time for me. Uh, that I've actually seen, you know, the entire team go to the pool for a wor- workout. And again, this is this is a situation where you know uh, you have to understand that getting into a pool, doing swimming, doing kicking your legs, it may seem easy, but it's not. And it is an excellent workout. And if you have the facilities anywhere nearby to go to a pool, this is something that you ought to think about. I have always had problems with uh, with swimming. Uh, ever since I was a kid, I used to get these cramps in my toes. I never 
understood why that is. And so I've, I've always feared swimming because I was afraid to get those cramps again until two years ago when I was on vacation in, um, where was it? It was some hot country, <laughs> um, Portugal. And there was a big swimming pool next to where we were staying. And I picked up swimming again. And I, I, no problems whatsoever. And boy, did I have great workouts. Just, you know, swimming and swimming. And the, the advantage is that if it's, it's, if it's hot, you, you usually can't do much else. If, if you, unless you have a gym with, uh, you know, uh, where, where they maintain a stable temperature. But you can't go outside and run if it's 70, 80, 90 degrees. And so swimming is, is great for that. And also if you get an injury, I remember that during that vacation, I had some problem in my shins because I was overdoing it a little bit with running and then swimming, no problems whatsoever. And I, I could still burn many, many calories. So it's, it's great for all the joints and all it's, it's a, it's a total workout. And that's what we see Bob teaching the contestants because they're, Oh, cool. We're going to the pool. <laughs> He makes them suffer. The one thing that I struggle with is I am the type of person, I'm a little bit obsessive with my counting of calories. And I think that that has a lot to do with my success, actually, is because I am very compulsive about the fact that I track everything. And for me, when I go swimming, there's very little way for me to gauge exactly how many calories am I burning. You know, if I go walking, there are statistics that say, you know, that show, you know, hey, if you do a 3.5 mile per hour walk for one hour at your weight, you will lose 400, cal- you'll drop 400 calories or burn them. Uh, if I go to the gym and get on the treadmill, there it'll tell me how many calories that I'm burning in based upon my height and weight and everything that I put in, uh, in my age. And if I get on the rowing machine, it tells me how many calories. If I get in the swimming pool, there's no many, it doesn't tell me how many calories. And I'm like, ah. Yeah, well, that is certainly true um, when you look at the, the type of workout that Bob gives in the pool. Um, that would be very hard to measure because he, he basically makes them go through some kind of, um, uh, how do you say, he, he just let them do almost uh, a trajectory. So they have to swim a little bit and then, you know, try to stay afloat, et cetera, et cetera, do push-ups. And that would be very hard to measure. However, if you do just distance swimming, and you know what technique you use to get from one side of the pool to another. There are statistics on the web that will tell you how okay. much, how many calories uh, those are. But you're right; it's it's less, it's a little bit more flexible uh, when yeah. uh, compared to uh, you know a, a treadmill. But you know, again, uh, the variety is key as well. So right. if you don't want to be at, on the same machine every time, uh, just swimming will do. Will have that benefit. It will just be something completely different and that's good for your body yes now for me i just, i do want to add to this is that one of the things that i did purposely when i set up my physical activity goals my intentional physical activity uh it, when i first started out it was all all about the number of steps each day because i was carrying a, i had a pedometer with me at all times in fact i still do every single day i have a pedometer and it used to be my goal was ten thousand steps every day uh, then I, all of a sudden I started to have a desire to bike, but I didn't want to go biking because I would lose steps. I was like, I've got, if I'm going <laughs> to, I want to get my steps. So I, I took away the goal. I, I tr- transitioned the goal to say, okay, I want one hour 
of intentional physical activity. And since then, it's really been helpful to me to to really give a lot of flexibility because now, yeah, now I don't feel compelled to get 10,000 steps. If I end the day and I have 4,900 steps, but I still burned 400 to 600 calories within an hour, then I'm feeling really good about myself. Right, exactly. Um, Jillian goes for a much uh, more traditional training uh, at the gym. And if I had the choice, I would have probably gone with Jillian because I still think that, uh, you know, the, the, the treadmill and everything, if you just are there to lose calories and gain some muscle mass, then nothing beats the gym, I think. But uh, we'll see. <laughs> But and, and that's where the first, well, the first crisis um, occurs. And uh, the, the person that gets the... The, the big breakdown is was a little bit surprising to me. It was Amanda. Amanda was a is a the blonde haired girl who was chosen by the viewers of the finale of the last season to to be a contestant in this season. They, they basically opened it up to the viewers and they could vote. And she was there were two two girls and Amanda was chosen. However, so you'd think that she's extra motivated by that, but. She completely breaks down here. She's on the treadmill. And as usual, Jillian pushes her beyond her first frontier and beyond the second boundary. And she just continues to, to try to push her to the limit. And well, that, that limit is reached very quickly. She, she gives up. She starts crying. She starts yelling even at, at Jillian. I can't do this. I don't want to do this. She completely freaks out. And Jillian just stays there and she's almost, as you can see her thinking, I've, uh, this is the same thing every season. There's always the hand. And then I push, I push, I push, I push, and then they can. <laughs> so uh, that, that, that was almost almost comical although you know amanda was really really uh sad and uh and freaked out otherwise it would be almost uh you know funny and jillian keeps saying yes you can and she, i can't yes you can and she deliberately tries to push amanda to that point where she makes that attitude change it's not about running it's about changing from this person who always gives up, always has excuses, always decides to quit into a person who takes on the challenge. And even if you sometimes fail because you're just exhausted, that's different from quitting. And, and I thought that was a great point that Jillian made. She was like, there's a difference between failing and quitting. You say you fail, but in fact, you are quitting. You make a deliberate choice to stop. Because I am your trainer and I tell you that you can do that, even though your mind is telling you I can't. Uh, and we've all been there, haven't we? I, that is absolutely true. And in fact, I, I want to say I, I experienced my paradigm shift several months ago. And, and I can tell that I have, have, have reached a, a, a new me. And when I say a new me, I, I'm, I'm not at my ideal weight yet. And so, and, and, and I'm, I'm just about halfway to that journey, but I do have a new me because I have failed in this journey. I have had setbacks and, and stuff like that, but never to the point anymore where I feel like giving up. Um, it, it, every single week I, I look at where I've come and what's gone on this past week. And, you know, I, I go to a cookout and, and all of a sudden they have all these snacks and all this high calorie food and I make a decision to, to eat that. And then all of a sudden at the end of the day, I feel really bad about that decision. 
And but at the same time, I'm like, okay, what did I learn here? What did I learn here? Next time I go to one of these, I need to make sure I pack my own meal. Uh, you know, pack my own brown bag if I have to. So so when I do ma- when I experience failure these days, instead of feeling bad and giving up and say, oh, let's just go back to the way it was. It was so much easier then. Instead, I take this new paradigm shift. My new mindset is like, okay, I am learning about these different circumstances and how can I avoid this failure in the future? Yeah, and that's just what courage is. Courage is not that you never fail, but courage is that you always pick yourself up. You analyze, what what did I do wrong and what can I learn from this and how can I start again? And uh, this, this past Monday, I actually felt the difference between quitting and failing. Um, I was uh, following, I'm still following this, uh, this marathon schedule uh, to prepare for my second marathon, even though I'll probably not run it anytime soon. Um, and uh, I had already postponed the big run. There's always a weekly huge run, and this time it was 20 mile. And that is as big as it gets before you run the actual race. And so I always dread these big runs because it's extremely challenging and you come to a point at 20 miles where you've just burned all your energy and then it's about willpower and that's why it's so important to do these long distances. And so the previous time that I did that 20 mile run, I failed and I I failed miserably. Actually, I quit. I, I gave up. I was like, I was cold and I, you know, after, after 10 miles, I was like, I'm not going to do this. I'm just not going to do this. I want to go home. I want to go sit in front of the TV and eat chips. That was, I was telling myself that I was going to do that and I did it. And I, I regretted it, of course, because it was just, you know, me being a coward. And this last Monday... And so I didn't want to have that same experience on uh, during the weekend on Sunday. And so I postponed it until Monday. And then so I start my 20 mile run. It's cold outside. It's really chilly. It's it's autumn over here. And I was just running in, a, in shorts and a t-shirt and oh, it was just very cold, very chilly. But this time I was like, I am going to push myself. I'm no longer going to quit. And so I did, what was it? 17 miles. On that point at 17 miles, I was just failing that I just couldn't run anymore. So in my mind, I was telling myself, you got to do this. You got to do it. And that was when I, when I felt the, the, the difference with the, the previous time. And I, I probably failed because I, I didn't do that 20 miles. So I didn't have enough, you know, training to, to complete it this time. But this time I didn't quit. I wanted to continue, but my body just quit. And it was like enough. <laughs> I just couldn't walk anymore. And so that was a good lesson for me. It was like, okay, I, I, you know, I didn't meet my goal. I, I failed, but it's no problem because I did push through and beyond that, that moment where I wanted to quit. And that, that's, you know, that's why I still feel good about that run. Yeah, I, I want to mention something else here in this. You encouraged me when I first started out uh, back in May. You said, Cliff, you know, I, I think that one day you'll, you'll, you'll enjoy running. And I'm like, yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. And, and so I remember going out one day and I would try to jog. And, and for me, you know, I, I, I got up and I started jogging. And after about oh, 20 seconds of a, of, of a pretty decent um, speed of jogging, after about 15 or 20 seconds, I'm like, okay, that's enough of that. <laughs> you know, I mean, that, <laughs> I, I think at one time I tried to jog for 60 seconds nonstop. And I'm like, oh, 
my goodness. And and then all of a sudden, I, I'm sitting there. I'm secretly trying to to do this jogging thing. And then all of a sudden, you come about and you say, "Well, gosh, Cliff, one day I'm gonna challenge. I want to challenge you to a uh, do a marathon. We'll do a marathon together." And I'm like, "Oh gosh, whatever." Well, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I will tell you that I have I've you know on the treadmill, off the treadmill, have been te- I've been. Uh, testing things out with my ability to run. And of course, now that I am, uh, you know, 40 pounds lighter, I have gone out and I'm sure you, I think you've probably already listened to it this week, but I did an episode titled The Longest Run Ever. And I ran eight minutes nonstop. And, and, And then I walked for five minutes and then I ran for another 12 minutes nonstop. And I'm like, what in the world just happened to me? And after I was finished, it's like, it gave me so much energy, so much drive. I'm like, wow. And so uh, I've not done a lot of running since then because of my hectic uh, schedule these past two weeks, but I've sure, but I can see the possibility now. Well, that's the gateway, you know, that's where the virus starts. And, and, and it's that, that, that feeling that you have of accomplishment and wow, I never thought that I could do this. And then you get hungry for more and you start challenging yourself and you're like, okay, next time I'm going to try to run five minutes more. And the thing is, you'll probably run 10 minutes more because you can actually build up stamina and, and, uh, energy or, or how do you say that? Endurance very quickly. Uh, I, I've, I was surprised myself how quickly I could increase the distances. Now, of course, I always recommend if you start running, first of all, get good shoes, go to a specialized shop because you don't run on any shoes because you're going to, you know, really injure yourself. And then uh, use a, um, a, a certified schedule. Go on the web and look for, for instance, from couch to 5K. Um, and that will, you know, for, for, for beginners and make sure that you follow and you, that you never go over those prescriptions because running is still very taxing if you're overweight. Uh, it's very difficult for your knees and for your whole system to handle that. But you will see that if you follow a schedule like that, you know, after a while, running becomes fun because it does. it's not longer you know, pushing you to the moment where you think I'm going to die <laughs> and you start, you know, being, I'm, I'm often when I run, I'm in the zone, you know, yep. I just, I listen to pod when I did those 17 miles, I'm not kidding you. I've been listening for three hours to you. <laughs> I had this backlog of podcasts that I had to listen to. So I, you were actually running next to me. I was doing the work though. <laughs> But it was a lot of fun and you you can start, I wasn't even focusing on running. I was just listening to your, you know, talks about podcasting and social media serenity and whatnot and Google Wave. And I, I learned so much. And that's what for me is a lot of fun. It's actually, I'm learning, I'm, I'm, I'm challenging myself on a physical level, but at the same time, I'm building my mind, you know, I'm learning about stuff. I... Uh, you could even listen to audiobooks, or I know I have uh, listeners that, that listen to prayers that they're pre-recorded or that they download, and it's, for them it's a prayer time. And so there's so many things you can do while running. Absolutely, it's a lot. <laughs> so the <clears throat> excuse me. So the next thing we have in the episode here is the next challenge, and if this was the baseball challenge, where they had to go out and pick up the number of baseballs that this one person had hit in his entire career. 
And the whole idea is to put them into the basket of the competitor. And the more balls that you get, the faster that you eliminate that character. So each person had to have 316 balls in the basket. And as long as you get that many into their basket, they can no longer play on the other person's team. And, of course, uh, the this was a great way to to say, okay, let's use some strategy here. Yeah, and everybody tried to get out Alan because he's very strong. I mean, he was, uh, he was just going full speed. And so <laughs> the whole, I think it was the black team, it was, they were all going to, to eliminate Alan. And I would have been lousy at this challenge because my aim is so off. I really cannot throw a ball and it usually ends up in the other part of the world where I wanted to go. But some of these contestants were really good. And well, sure, sure enough, um, Alan is is kicked out, and so one player after another is eliminated. And uh, and by the way, Abby and Tracy um, are sitting out uh, because Abby seems to have some some problems um, uh, and and so some physical problems or, or medical problems, and so she has to bail out. And then Tracy, of course, has just begun. So anyway, the two girls don't participate. The black team wins, and they get as a prize. Uh, a lunch cooked by this famous television cook that I uh, don't know because he's not famous in Holland. Curtis Stone, he cooks uh, basically a, <laughs> a burger, a, a low-fat turkey burger for them. And, and, and this whole segment was a big ad for that turkey brand that you guys have over there in the, in the United States. So uh, I was like, yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> well, well, I want to tell you, though, Stephanie and I have really changed uh, the, what we eat. And... One of the things that we have done is is we've replaced a lot of things in our menu with lower calorie, uh, higher protein, you know, just really trying to, to give ourselves some healthy things to eat. And Stephanie w- will use not that ground turkey, but will use ground turkey to create uh, both turkey burgers. And she's also taken the same kind of uh, um Ingredients, and she'll make a turkey meatloaf, which is out of this world, and and she oh, has she has shredded zucchini in it, and it is just really delicious. And hey, if, hey, why don't you ask her to post that recipe on on our our website? Because that sounds like something that I would be willing to prepare. Absolutely, I will do that. In fact, I, I believe I have it online already, so I'll just I will get that and I will send that over to you. Fantastic. <laughs> But anyway, the, the big prize was not just a, a healthy lunch, but it was also, um, oh, what was it again? Um, I forgot. They had, uh, oh, they, they got a two-pound advantage that oh, they could yes. give to any one of their members. And so because it's a one, if you give an, an extra pound to one of your contestants and that person could win the face-off and then would give you an extra point. So that was very important as well. So the black team wins here. Um, and then... We we go immediately into um, hour two and basically straight to the last chance workout. However, what I loved about this second hour um, were two conversations that you see uh, with Jillian and one of her her contestants, and both these conversations were great. Uh, and and uh, I love that. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Jillian um, because of the fact that she's not just a physical trainer, but she's also got a lot of knowledge, psychological knowledge. You know, how do we function? By the way, I heard she's going to get her own TV show. I how have. 
what's that? I have heard that. She's been talking about it a lot on Twitter and, and everything else like that. So I'm, yeah. I'm very interested to see what she comes up with. She's, she's going to help whole families lose weight. So fantastic. Anyway, so she has this wonderful conversation with Abby. Um, Abby, again, is the woman who lost her husband, her daughter, and her baby boy. They were um, killed by uh, a guy in a car who went over 100 miles an hour. So that was, of course, as you can imagine, a very emotional conversation. Um, but what I thought was most inspiring of, of that part was that Abby, she was the only one who survived it. And at that point in her life, she had two options. She's like, I, either I'm going to quit, I'm going to give up on life, I'm going to give up on myself, or I make the choice to live, to survive this and to build up my life again. And she made that choice to live. And the only thing that she wondered was, can I do it? Can I find the courage and the strength? And so uh, for her, the biggest loser um, has shown her, yes, I can. I can build up my life again. I, I will be happy again. And I, I love that. Um, and, and, and that, of course, is a stark contrast with Amanda that we saw before struggling with Jillian and she's like I don't want to I I quit and so these two women are almost uh, like the each each other's counterparts Abby who has gone through much worse than than Amanda uh, and yet she makes the deliberate choice I want to win my life back and then Amanda who has she's just a young girl she will I mean what's been her problem in life uh, can't compare to to Abby and yet she's like oh I'm so you know I'm the victim here and I'm gonna quit <laughs> and so Jillian after talking to Abby goes back to Amanda and she she has she has a very good conversation there and she, and basically the point is that she makes is you have got to you, you've got to face your fears you are scared of the changes right now in your body and also in your life. You're, you're scared of the person that you're becoming. And you have to face that and you have to redefine failure. Failure is not the same as quitting. It's not the end of the world. But failure is a chance that you, that you have to learn to grow. And, and we were talking you know, uh, lately about your past week where it's, it's not been ideal. And you're dreading uh, Monday's weigh-in. But... Even if you fail more or less, or it's not as, as stellar as it's been in the past, for you, you take that as a challenge. You take that as a moment where you can learn, you can analyze, you know, so what did I do? What was different from the previous weeks? And how can I use that knowledge and that acquired, you know, how can I use that learning process to, to do better the next week? And I think that Amanda, at the end of the episode, really got there and, and, and saw that. So that, those, those two women you know, were very inspirational on that point. Absolutely. And then Shay, I forget Shay. That was the third conversation. Um, she's blocked. She, she can't do it. At one point, she's starting to tear up and, and cry. And so Jillian's like, so what's blocking you? And apparently, you know, it's her past. It's her relationship with the people around her when she was still a kid. And she blames herself. And that's probably why she took refuge in food because food is, you know, self-medication for, for Shay. And so, again, Jillian is, is playing here, not just the trainer, but almost the psychologist. And she's like, she's like the, the female Dr. Phil. She's like, okay, but don't blame yourself. You are just a kid. You were a victim in this. And you can now choose to become uh, another one. So, uh, yeah, that that was great. I, mean, I think that a lot of the women this week 
um, made huge progress mentally. And that's where, you know, all the rest will follow. And of course, the way in, that's, that's kind of the traditional thing. So it's not really necessary for us to go into the details of the way in. Uh, suffice it to say that the, it, it ends with uh, two big, you know, contestants, Liz versus Daniel. And of course, Liz is dreading that. She's the older woman. Daniel's a young boy. However, Daniel completely disappoints again for the second time. He doesn't lose anything. Well, loses a few pounds. And what Jillian reveals is, wait a second, Daniel, you are on the same regime, same diet, same exercise regime as, as Danny, the guy who has lost so much these past few, and Danny's, you know, he's losing twenty-seven pounds in two weeks, and you're 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 barely even losing ten pounds. So something is wrong. Something has to be wrong with his diet, or uh, and I'm sure that she's going to figure it out. But it's it's quite shocking that he puts in so much, you know, effort, and it's still not working. Well, and so Liz, Liz wins. Yeah, the, I, I had noticed that, and of course they they made a point of this last week to to show. Uh, I th- was it Bob or, or or somebody had pointed out the fact that he's just not pushing himself that hard. Could be, could be. It's 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 going to be interesting. However, with with this, the, the, with the biggest loser, you never know for sure. Yeah, it can be a lack of energy, but it can also completely be something hormonal or something else that's going on. And and so I'm very curious to see if if Jillian can figure out what's going on there and if she can, you know, help him to gain big numbers again. I'm pretty much convinced that next week he's going to do much, much better. That is, if he survives the elimination. Shay versus Rudy. Shay, the big girl, she loses nine pounds. Not bad. Rudy has to, has a a particular challenge here. Um, He can beat uh, the biggest loser record uh, that was uh, established by Dane from the last season. He lost 100 pounds in, in just eight weeks. 100 pounds in less than two months. Can that, you imagine that? That is unbelievable. <laughs> and he can do it because it's the seventh week and he's almost there. And then Dane arrives at the scene to witness his record being shattered by Rudy. He wins. He is the fastest, biggest loser ever. He, he lo- loses more than 100 pounds in seven weeks. Wow. And that's the end of the weigh-in. And, of course, uh, Black goes into elimination. And then, of course, uh, well, you get the, the usual conversation. So who are we going to send home? And they decide to send Abby home. And that's where you understand, okay, that's why she got so much airtime this episode. Exactly. <laughs> She's going home. And uh, it's, it's pretty obvious why, because she had some medical problems. She couldn't really compete with the others. And so... It's just logical that she's the weakest link right now. And, uh, and we see her at home. Um, she, she does these motivational talks. I, she's got a wonderful story to tell. And, and the courage of this woman, unbelievable. Right. However, the only thing that struck me was that they don't show. Usually they end with, you know, uh, when she left the ranch, she, this is what she weighed and now she weighs this. They didn't show that. And could that be an indicator that she might come back in the future? Sometimes you have these episodes where, you know, all the eliminated contestants come back and they can win back their spot on, you know, on The Biggest Loser. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. All right. So that is pretty much what happened in this episode. And now we have our listener feedback. 
All right, Father Roderick, we do have some listener feedback this week, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and play one message here from Maggie and see what she has to say. Hi, Cliff and Father Roderick. This is Maggie from Rapid City, South Dakota, and I've been listening to the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast every week so far. It gets really cold in South Dakota in the winter, and I've always used that as an excuse not to exercise for about eight months of the year because I usually like to walk or run outdoors. Um, In September, I did something really scary. I signed up for swimming lessons at the YMCA, and I thought it was going to be really embarrassing being an adult who didn't know how to swim, but I loved it. And now it's seven weeks later, and I'm swimming laps three times a week, and I've already lost about eight pounds. So I just wanted to say to other people, exercise doesn't have to be the same old boring thing that you're used to. You can learn something new and get excited about it. And also, I wanted to share the website that I'm using to track my weight loss. It's called sparkpeople.com, S-P-A-R-K, people.com. And you can track your calories, your fitness, your overall weight loss, and there are forums and lots of educational materials and resources. And the whole thing is free, which is great. So I recommend that for people like me who don't have an iPhone. So thank you for the great podcast and for being so inspirational with your own stories. Take care and can't wait for the next podcast. Bye. Wonderful. Thank you so much for that feedback. And uh, it's, it's always extremely motivational to, to hear that people are motivated by our stories because, you know, we're, we're just sharing our journey, but it's, it's so great to get this feedback from people that are actually, you know, mo- being motivated themselves. And um, uh, again, I want to invite people to let us know. Go, go to uh, our either our Biggest Loser fan page, uh, which would be biggestloserpodcast.com or go to our uh, Facebook page. We've got a fan page also for The Biggest Loser. And let us know how is, how is it going and where do you need some extra motivation? Because um, that's, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to build a community here and we need that support. We need that encouragement. And we, we are here as the hosts of this show to do that. But I think there's also uh, a great value in the whole listener community motivating each other. Absolutely. Uh, you know, of course, let me just get, since uh, Maggie started us off with the tip of the week, I just also want to throw in my tip real quick here. And that is I found another website and this one does not require an iPhone, by the way, as well. Uh, and it is a, a website that I found that has a real easy calculator to calculate the number of calories required to lose weight. And this is something that most of these applications that we're using on our iPhone does. Uh, however, if you go to gspn.tv slash how many calories, all as one word, it'll take you to this website and you plug in your age, your height, your weight, and uh, it will tell you based upon how much you want to lose how many calories to eat each day. And uh, it is a perfect regime. And it's that whole equation, that formula, you know, calories in, you know, energy out, you know, and, and that's exactly how it calculates it. And it's very helpful. I will warn you, though, if you go to it, there is one pop up that pulls up every single time. In my opinion, this, you know, just clicking that to close, close the pop up is worth the calculator that's there for free. And so, again, that's gspn.tv slash how many calories. Excellent. Well, my tip of the week, I already uh, gave it at the beginning of the show. It is uh, put your way on weigh in on Monday and weigh yourself once a week, not more. And you will see that that will be a lot. That will give you a lot of peace of mind. And well, an additional tip. Why don't you post that on 
you know, on the website. Just go there and, and post how is it going. If you want accountability, we can motivate you. And, you know, actually we should do that as well. Just to just uh, start a thread somewhere on the, on the page where we can just uh, share, you know, how did we do uh, this, this Monday? I know that you do it in your um, PABL podcast, uh, pursuing a big, pursuing a balanced life. I was like pursuing a bigger life, (laughs) (laughs) but um, that, that is a, that's a great way to, um, to get motivated, you know, and, and the, of course, it demands a little bit of courage to put your weight down there, but you can do it anonymously or you can use a fake name. Batman lost 20 pounds this this month. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, but it, it really helps. I'll tell you what we should do it just just for uh, organizing this effort. Uh, if you go to the if you go to facebook.com slash biggest loser podcast, that's our fan page. There's a section for discussions there and I will create a discussion thread uh, for, um, for the, uh, where you can put it, enter in your weight. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So I will go and create that. Well, so what other ways are, have, do, do people have to contact us? That's exactly right. We have a lot of ways that you can contact us. If you want to leave us a voicemail feedback, that is area code 859-795-4067. Okay. Let me try that again. 859 859- <laughs> Seven nine five four zero six seven, and if you could uh, limit your calls to about a minute and a half, that'd be perfect because I do want to try to fit in about two or three calls each week, uh, and we would love to hear from you. Also, you can email audio files if you have the ability to do so, or if you want to write us an email, send that to feedback at the or feedback at biggestloserpodcast.com and of course you can always leave a comment on the show notes for any of our shows over at biggestloserpodcast.com and we already mentioned the the Facebook fan page and Father Roderick where can they find you online if they want to see some other stuff that you're working on throughout the week well uh, you can always go to uh, the website of the StarQuest Production Network which is sqpn.com and that's where whenever I put out a new show um, it's posted there and uh, there are lots of lots of shows that you might enjoy. I just started, oh, I'm so excited about this. I started a podcast about the secrets of Star Wars. I'm a huge Star Wars fan, as you know. And, you know, I go in with a panel and we try to distill, to find out, you know, all the, all the stuff that is hidden in the storyline, all the, you know, the political, the mythological, religious themes that are in there, the moral choices of the characters. And it's so much fun to geek out about Star Wars. So you can find all that on uh, sqpn.com. Very cool. And of course, I'm always uh, available online over at gspn.tv. But this will wrap it up for this episode of the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Please tell somebody else today uh, to go to biggestloserpodcast.com and make sure that you tell them that they don't have to listen to the show to enjoy what we've got or to view the show to enjoy what we've got going on here. We would love to invite you and all your friends and family even to become a member of our community here. Until next time, everyone, be a loser.